Second Timothy chapter three, if you would. Ah, hallelujah. I didn't know if they'd call on me tonight, so I just thought I'd get that in. Oh, that's not it. Oh, where are you? Okay. Maybe it's very. If you were in the spirit on Lord's Day, you wouldn't have turned that on just yet. <laughs> You'd have had mercy. Uh, okay, where is the scripture that says, "Preach the word, be instant in season and out"? Well, it's in there. I can just tell you. That's all we're going to do with that scripture. So, it, it, it was supposed to be in Second Timothy three two. But it's not. Are you sure? Four tooth. Thank you, brother. <laughs> oh, that typo. Okay, here we are. You can start now, Barry. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I'm telling you, the Bible says you're supposed to rebuke and exhort. We don't like those words and we don't we very careful to get over there because so many people get into a place where they shouldn't be when they get over there and rebuke. But it's in the word. But you, you got to know where you are. But I want to look at the word where it says be instant in season, out of season. I've been thinking. Have you all been thinking about seasons of the Lord? Am I the only one? I've been thinking about the season of the Lord. And I, I had a birthday this week, so we, I'm in a so-called, I'm not, but it's a so-called new season and uh, uh, that I'm supposed to be in. But it is different than when I was 30. Would you all agree? It's uh, 50 and 60 is different than that. But it says preach the word and then it says be instant. So I looked up that word instant and it means to be available. So that's kind of a King James thing. Be at hand. Be in the area. Be here. Be instant in season. Be available in season is what he's saying. Be be convenient in season. And the word uh, uh, season means to be in the time of need. So your season, whatever season you're in, you know, when you first have children, that's a season. You're not called to go to the mission field when you got two year olds rolling over you in the floor. And, uh, you, you know, there's things that 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 season preempts. And, and we have to know. But you'd be surprised. You'd be amazed. The people that don't know the season they're in and they try to bridge over another season. The word season means to be uh, available when the opportunity is ready. That's an interesting definition. Available when the opportunity is ready. So that'd be kind of like being at the right place at the right time. Right? It's all, it's very handy. Money is, when you're at the right place at the right time, there's a word for you, a word that's in season. There's money. Where you, if you're supposed to be, if you are where you're supposed to be, there's money there. Supply would be a better word uh, there. Uh, and then out of season is the same word as in season, but it's the anti or the unword. 
and it means to be improperly timed. Ooh, improperly timed. He said here to be instant, in season, out of season. Be available no matter when. Whatever season you're in, he, he, there's no excuses, he said, to say, well, you know, it wasn't good for me, Lord. I, I'm busy. I'm newly married or I got children or my job is a hassle and, and uh, it's a long ways and we don't have any money and gas is hard and my car's broke and all that. Well, those are inopportune times. He said be instant in all of them. So there's a faith lesson there that no matter what's going on around you, we dominate it. We're, we're in. We're convenient. You know, we, we always say that about uh, those people that uh, have a problem for every solution. They're always inconvenient. They're always not available. They're always got a reason why this isn't a good time. And then there's other people that you would be amazed at what their schedule really was like that just say, sure, I'll take care of that. I'll do that. We'll, yeah, we'll do that. And you think, well, they don't have anything to do when actually they're just stacked up. They say, if you want anything done, give it to a busy man because they know how to apportion their lives. So the word out of season means absent an opportunity. It's there, but they don't see it. They're out of season. It's there. It's everywhere. If you're a tither, he says that he opens windows of opportunity. That's what the word means. The word is blessing, actually. Opportunities of blessing. He opens the windows of heaven and pours you out a blessing of opportunity that you're not able to easily receive it. There's so many there you can't get around it. It's exceeding abundantly above what you can handle. It's all over the word, isn't it? How God's just, you know, can I top off your cup, the Lord says, and he just sits there and pours and pours and it's all over the table and all over the floor and it's like, okay, Lord, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> it's never just up to the rim. Hallelujah. Uh, the, the New Living says, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. I just thought of it, but it's somewhere like in Ecclesiastes or somewhere that says that anyone that waits for the weather to be right will never sow. When waiting for the clouds to be right. I was a farmer and I'm telling you, that was that was the most challenging thing is whether to plant. Is it going to rain? And you don't want to. Anyway, it was it, the passion says preach when it's a convenient season and when it's not. So good news is all the time. There's not seasons to preach or teach or demonstrate. It's all the time. We are always on. Y'all know that, radio, that TV station that says, uh, always on, slightly off. <laughs> yeah, they, I know y'all don't watch that stuff, but some of us get out there a little bit in, in there. So would you agree with me that all of life consists of seasons? And this seems like, well, everybody knows that. That all of life consists of an intertwined and overlapping of seasons. But a lot, a lot, a lot of people, they may know it in there somewhere, but they don't act like they know it. They, they, they act like there's no seasons. But I wrote down, seasons are times that carry life differently. Still life. But if you got little ones, you got school-aged kids, you got grandkids. We got grandkids around here now. 
It's different. It's a different season. And so based on be instant in season and out, I would say the Lord might be saying that we need to discern our season of life so that we can know the assignment on our day. Like I said, if you have a two-year-old, he's not sending you, Lord, do you, do you want me to go to the mission field? You don't even have to ask because the seasons preempt the question. First Kings chapter 3. Let me just read this to you. Don't go there. It's, a, it's, a, it's hard to find First Kings 3. <laughs> Listen to this verse. You know the verse. And God said unto him, Solomon, God said unto Solomon, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast thou the, asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. So he was asking what to do in that season. You know, when you're in the fourth grade, there's not too many seasons going on. You go to school, you come home, do your chores, and you go to bed. That sort of thing. But now there's lots of opportunities around us that we could say, that's my season or that's my season. But actually, there's more seasons going on that are potentially out there than what you and I can handle. So if we take a little dab of each of them, we might not ever fulfill our season. We might not be instant in or out of our season. We might be pulled here and there. What's our responsibility to our grown children? What, what's our responsibility? What's our responsibility to aged parents? What's our responsibility to grandchildren? What's our responsibility to the kingdom of God? What's our responsibility uh, to uh, 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 rescue puppies? I mean, they're just, they're so cute. And then they put a sign up there. I watched a little feed the other day. It said, Albert's been here 194 days. And you just go, I want Albert. I want Albert. I want to go get Albert. But he's not my season. But he was a potential. He, he, he could have invaded my season. He, he looked like a good dog. For all y'all that think I don't like dogs. So Solomon asked for, asked for himself understanding to discern judgment. How many of y'all believe that was a good thing to ask? Amen. What about, what do I maximize my season, Lord? Because he could have asked for money and honor and the life of his enemies. But he topped it out by saying, I want to understand my season. And you could say, well, God probably told him 10 years ago. Why didn't he just go with that? Ah, 10 years ago may have been another season. Our seasons change. And the smartest or the most opportune or the most wise people are not people with great intellects and IQs and degrees and, and traveled and, and all that. Really, they're the ones that actually just understand what season they're in. If you know your season, then you really can go to Ephesians 3.20 exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. You can go there because that's where it's at. It's in, that's what's in your season. But when you're out of your season, it's tough sledding. 
Stuff doesn't work. People that are supposed to meet you over here, well, you're over here. You're out of your season. So they're over there to drop off your supply. Well, you weren't there, so they just kept going. And they're there to help you and to put in a word for you. And whatever people do for all of us, when we connect in our season, they're in theirs and we're in ours, it just works out. I, I went to the book of Jonah. I found this scripture in Jonah 4.11. <laughs> this was funny. I thought I'd put it in. And God said, should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons? That'd be 120,000, wouldn't it? Should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand? What an indictment. They didn't know their season. And you know Nineveh was messed up. We know this, the whole city was messed up. And the, the, the Lord said, they're so messed up, they don't know their right hand from their left hand. Y'all ever met those people? Those Ninevites? <laughs> I've known a few of them. Hallelujah. Uh, they cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. So the contrast between that and Solomon is monumental. Solomon had everything because he discerned his season. Well, how did he discern his season? He asked the Lord. He said, uh, I, I, I want understanding to discern judgment. So sometimes it's not so much what to do. It's to find out what your season is, and your season will tell you what to do. You know what to do in your season. The season's kind of self-programmed. But if you never land on it, you're always having to reprogram. I know these people. They're, 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 they're smart. They're, they're mature. They're, they, they've got accomplishments. But if you talk to them, they don't know their right hand from their left hand. They're just floating through life. The only thing in life that matters to, that they're waiting on is the next thing that makes them change their life. In other words, just going to work, raising kids, going to the ballpark, uh, all that, until a, a crisis comes. They have an accident or their money went down or, or somebody, you know, and then they just move to that instead of being up above it and saying, I'm in my season, I'm in control. Not control, control, but, but aware and anticipating. And that's what Solomon, the, the word says Solomon, it tells how much money he had. If you look it up, how much Solomon had. And uh, there's nobody on the planet like him yet. Yeah, but Hebrews chapter 5, 14 says, but strong meat, just listen to this, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Listen, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Oh, so if you operate in your season, if you navigate your season, then you'll know what to do. You'll, you'll discern both good and evil. So it's not necessarily how much book learning you have or even how many scriptures you can quote. It's that you're actively all the time. Listen to this. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. So it's speaking about a people that's always not waiting. Listen, not waiting for their next season saying, well, I'm waiting on my next season. It's sure going to be good. But until that comes... We're just stuck right here, you know, until we get that job and until we get our kids out of school, until we get the car paid off, 
you know, we're, we're in that season. There's nothing going to happen. Oh, there's increase in every season. So right where you are, if you're waiting for another season, if you're waiting on any event to happen so that you can kick over, you don't know your season. Because your season is full. You may not be in it. You may not understand it. But he said here in Hebrews that even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So in every season we're busy. Every season is full. Every season has opportunities. What, what did we read there first? Be instant in season and out. Good season, bad season, doesn't matter. We're instant. Available. I'm thinking about seasonal things today. Things that are seasonal. When, when you're in a little house, I guess in every house, but you, you, uh, you put your seasonal clothes in one part of the house and you navigate through the other. You, you move into the front closet and put stuff that's out of season in the back closet. Is that what y'all do? That's, that's what we do. If you got two closets. I'm going to use wisdom right now and not say another word. <laughs> But I was thinking about the seasonal things that we all have. We have clothes that are seasonal. Definitely, we're in a winter season right now. So we, unless you go to UA. Now, if you go to UA, flip-flops and shorts and little t-shirts are always in season. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, yard tools, they have a season. Mine are all put up. Foods are seasonal. There's no snow cone stands out right now. Watermelon is hard to find. But soup is everywhere. Uh, there's seasonal activities where you go to the beach in certain seasons. In other seasons, you drive by the beach. <laughs> we'll be back. Vacations are seasonal, wouldn't you say? Brother Hagen always said uh, to the traveling people in the Rama School, he said, uh, go north in the summer and go south in the winter. If you get that mixed up, you're going to be shoveling snow in the wrong season, aren't you? Hallelujah. So we all know how to discern our season in clothes, in food, activities, in plans. Y'all are looking at me like you're waiting for me to explain that. I, that's, that's it right there. We all know what our seasons are in so many ways. So we have to discern our season spiritually or maybe not so much spiritually, but in life. How do I interface? How do I, how do I approach things based on my season? So I turned 70 this week. It means nothing in one sense, but it'd be foolish just to say, Ah, oh, bless the Lord, I feel like I'm 50 and I do things like this. Uh, that's, that sounds like somebody that's been in the Marines or something and never grew up or something like that. It's, it's just not true. But there is a season for me that's not available to maybe our children. They're not in that season. So I know my season, and I want to know it more. Because there's things packed into every season as you go through life that the Lord wants you to unlock and to unfold and to get out.
that we're not in another season. And listen to this. And there's things in the past season you cannot or you at least should not bring into this new season. And that's one of the most challenging things for all people and even for Christian is to cut off a season that's over. We just don't do it. Well, why is that? Well, we have such fond memories. We have such, they were meaningful or they were hurtful or, or uh, maybe someone passed away on Thanksgiving Day and so we don't like Thanksgiving anymore. Or maybe whatever, you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, we, we don't let go of things that should be let go of. And therefore, we don't get to go into the season that's prepared for us that has everything we need to absolutely flourish, but yet we don't flourish because we're, we are living, trying to live out of a season that did flourish in its season, but the season is over. And you, you can't go back and you can't draw out of it. The, the, uh, the, the well turned green, so to speak. So they're out of season. Uh, so I said, I wrote down, to remain joined to a past season is to hinder a new season. And you go, well, is this for old people or young people or whatever? This is for all of us because everybody in this room, down to Matthew, up to me, Susan, we're all in different seasons. Although they overlap, there's so many things that you'd say we're all the same, and we are in so many ways, but we're in different seasons. And so... Uh, your season, would we, could we say it's job specific? That what you used to do, or could do, or would do, shouldn't even be done now. It's like, but I enjoyed it, or I'm, those were my best years, and, and I, did, I was so good, and I, you know, Remember this and remember that. And uh, what's that commercial that's talking about insurance where the guy's trying to teach people that are turning into their parents? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a thing about seasons. That people are not transitioning well. They're turning into their parents, and, and that, that's not necessarily good. Uh, so you remember that scripture, and we'll go there. Uh, well, let's go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's just go there. Because you may want to put a little star around it. I hope you have a marker in your Bible of some kind that you can put a star or you can put a, a date. I have a lot of dates in my Bible where things were said about Tuscaloosa or said about River Church or said about me. That somebody either said it or I heard it, even though they didn't say Tuscaloosa. I, I knew that was what the Lord was saying to me. I hope you have little dates in there and you have a little arrow that says Tuscaloosa or, you know, Joey or Barry or whatever, whatever it applies to. In chapter 12, verse 18, it says, let's, let's, read, let's read it together this evening. Verse 18, ready, read. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. Now that's, that's strong. Sir? And uh, it says he set the members. The word there is ordained. It's a pretty strong word, actually. 
It's not like, well, we, we had a deck of cards and we just shuffled them and, and dealt them out. No, it's, uh, it's purposeful, isn't it? He has set every one of us in the body. So in the body, that means if we're in the body, the church, which is the least thing of our upbringing, it's certainly optional for almost all people. But what's not optional is being born into a family or, well, I guess even that's optional, but it's more expected. And he said here, he's put us in the church, in the family, in the body, as it has pleased him. Well, if he's got that thing nailed down, how much more has he worked out our lives? In other words, if he's working on that, he's worked on a lot of stuff, hasn't he? And uh, he, he's... Uh, so... Uh, where am I going with this? Uh, oh, chapter 13, slip back. No, you're right there. Chapter 13, verse 11. We're talking about acclimating to life. We're talking about being in the season that we're assigned, that he has assigned us. It says in verse 11, when I was a child. The word there, the connotation in the Greek is a selfish child. But nevertheless, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when, so I acclimated, but when I became a man, I put away childish or selfish thinking. So he's talking about transitioning from one season to another, from a child to a man. Well, it's that way in the kingdom. You've got to know your place. Well, nobody talks about this. Nobody... I, that I know of, sits around and muses and meditates. What season am I in? Am I in transition? We're all in flux all the time. It's not like, boom, on the 13th, I came out of that season and now I'm in a new season. It, it all flows and there's a gradient to all of it. But you got to know where you are. Jonah said that there's some people in Nineveh that didn't know their right hand. Excuse me, God said in Nineveh they, didn't know, they couldn't discern between their right hand and their left hand. That's childish. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it talks about, Paul talks about men. He said, he said don't be a mere man. You're a Christian. You're a born-again child of God. Don't act like mere men or like sinners. They're in the, they don't know what season they're in because they're stuck. They're stuck in the center season, and they, they can't get out of that season. There's nothing they can do very much because the season transition doesn't work for them except just that they were children, and now they're full grown. Uh, so I wrote this down. I told you about it Sunday, and I wrote it down again. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'd like to give this to you. I meant to, if I'd had sticky, sticky paper tags, I would have wrote it out. But it discover in order... Discover, in order to give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do. Discover, why? In order to give yourself, to commit yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do in each season of life. Now that's the, that's the amplified version. <laughs> the multiple choice. Discover. Why? In order to give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do in each season of life. So that, 
you will do with mastery all that you are set in the body to do. That's from 1 Corinthians 12, 18, that he has set every member in the body severally as it has pleased him. So discover in order to give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do in each season of life. So see, that's the part I had to add because it's not one and done. It's not like, well, I did this when I was 29. It ought to be good enough. Oh, no. 29, you, you, there's a, there should be a short season right there between 18 and 27. So that you will do with mastery all that you are set in the body to do. Now I want to turn to Exodus again. You know where we're going, but Exodus chapter 18. And this is the, this is the foundational scripture for, for, for do what only you are called to do so that you will do all he's called you to do. Now that's a mandate, family. That's not optional. That's not like, well, you know, if you want more, you give more. And if you want to be pleasing to God, you, you do better and all that. This is a mandate. Find your place or be stuck in the wrong place. And none of us want to be stuck when we could be further down the road and blessed and full and overflowing and, and satisfied. And yet for a, a crazy reason, we're stuck in a what was a really good season of our life really enjoyed it so much so we wouldn't come out we wouldn't come out we wouldn't say enough of that that was good but there's plenty more where that came from the next season is full too you know people that someone passes away in their home and i want to be careful here i don't i don't begrudge this but they sometimes they leave the room exactly precisely as it was left when that one left the earth would you all say they were stuck there's no life. They, there's no life. They are stuck in that season of, well, he was here. And, and I remember this and his clothes are here and his, his bike's out there and his car's in here. And we're just not going to touch anything. What, sometimes we look at that and say, you know, that, that doesn't seem right. But now we know that there's, there's gradients of that in every area of all of our lives where we're stuck in that room where he left his tennis shoes up on the desk and we're never going to touch him again. There's things in all of our lives. We've got to get past them. Because the season is full for its season. But what's in that season that makes it full has nothing or little to do with the next season. You can't take it with you. You have to leave it. It's kind of like going to heaven. You talk to born-again people, say, oh, heaven. It's around the corner. Yay. Well, let's not hurry. Let's, let's stay here. Well, you can just talk to them and you know they're not confident about that season. Do you all know it's a season? Yeah. We're going. There, there's a season after that. Even seven years in heaven is not the last season. We transition from there to coming back to the earth and living, ruling and reigning with the Lord Jesus for a thousand years. We're large and in charge. Well, a thousand years, that's over ten times what any of us will hope to live. And yet, he said, that's, that's a good season. Well, you got to make it. Uh, Exodus 18. Oh, help me, Lord. And when Moses' father-in-law, verse 14, excuse me. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? He was in a season. 
He was stuck. And the provision for that season was over. Did y'all see Jethro walk up and saying, we're in the wrong season. We're, we're, we're signing up for, the, for the, the Air Force or the Navy, and we got little kids at home. We're... And Moses said unto his father-in-law, the reason I do this is because the people come unto me to inquire of God. So he was need-oriented. So what we do many times is we want people to need us. And in a certain season, they do need you, especially young parents and, and uh, all sorts of seasons where we, we're very needed and we're required. And, you know, if you're raising teenagers or whatever, the money is, uh, they need you. <laughs> so, and we feel so gratified by that. But it's a false gratification because it's a season. We're going to it so we can go through it. Well, what if there's nobody on the other side that needs me? Oh, there is. Unless you don't leave this season. Otherwise, you'll be stuck with your kids. I mean, you'll be trying to, well, can, can Mama do something for you? Well, y'all need to come over and help. You know, this isn't the way it was. When y'all were 12, we used to do this and that. Can we do that or this? And... Uh, I did it again, Barry. Hallelujah. So you get the point that we have to say that season is over. And the faster, the better, the more completely that you transition out and transition back in, the flow for the new season will open up. But it won't open up until you change seasons. That, that mama or that daddy that's got that lost loved one that, that passed away, and it was such a heartbreak, uh, uh, you got to get over it or you will go straight from that season with no fulfillment in the seasons that were after that. You'll go to heaven from there and the, your life will be. And you see these people after their house is burning down or someone passed away in an accident and they they sit there and they say, I'll never get over this. And what they're saying is this season is my final season. This season dominated me. I'll never move on. Well, I, none of us are any of those things. And I'm not implying. I'm not warning you about that. I'm telling you there's, there's, a, there's a scent of all of that in all of us. We're not, those are the extremes. It says, uh, oh, I, and Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come into me to inquire of God. So that was because they need me. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. In Hebrew it says, The good thing thou doest is not good. So that would be a good thing, but in the wrong season. So what did he end up doing from his father-in-law? Well, he did what Ephesians 4.11 says. Ephesians 4.11 says, The fivefold ministry is given. Why is it given? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Oh, we thought the, the whole dog, the whole enchilada was in him. And, and I, I'm telling you, I grew up in the kingdom with this where, oh, brother so-and-so's coming. He's got a healing ministry. We will wait for him. 
And when he comes, we will have our deliverance. And then he didn't come or, or we couldn't come or something. And it was just wrong. It's the wrong. It was so. So Moses, Moses had to get out of his season of being the grand boobah and and have judgment class, judge class. So he took all these men aside and they were the head of their tribes and they were recommended in each one of their tribes. And he said, OK, boys, here's how the kingdom works. And he taught them. And he said, OK, let's let's have a few people come in. Let's listen to your answers to them. And OK, you get promoted. Well, you, you need to circle back and go to school again. And he got all these people trained for their season. And he stepped out of that other season where he was the only one into a season of the judge or the uh, the overseer where he equipped the saints for the work of the ministry. So a good thing was not good and seasons, not changing seasons is not good. Even though it was a wonderful season and God poured out and God blessed and God was full and we're so grateful and he changed my life and he sent people. I'll never forget them and and all that. Yeah, you got to forget them. People sometimes don't let go of people. This is just be a side note that uh, because they say, but they did so much for me. Why they 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 took me and took me in and they did and I owe them everything. Let's get this straightened out right now. We're all used of God, but we do everything we do with his stuff, his wisdom, his money, his time. And so if anybody's ever done anything magnificent for you, you should be grateful to them. You should tell them. But then you should move on because our debt is not to them. Our debt is to the Lord. And, and just like they did, you would go and do likewise. You would pour out and you don't expect them to move in with you because you helped them so much and got them started and, and saved them. And what would they have done without you if you hadn't come along and marvelous. But that is the kingdom. That's who we are. But it's him. And don't get between them and him. Throw it off. Throw it off. Don't don't let somebody revere you. I can hardly tell you as pastor how many times people when we've had the answer for them or had a prophetic word or or help somebody financially how they wanted to become attached to us. And 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 wives would come and say, oh, they, you helped me so much and everything. Oh, no, we're not going to get between you and your husband. You go back to him. You this this is Jesus. Don't do it. That's what we do. If we don't, we'll lock into a season that's unprofitable and probably even dangerous to us. So, uh, uh, our job then in a new season is simply this, is to take on new responsible. The fivefold ministry is given to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. How can you have this Solomon wisdom? What, what did it say there of Solomon? He, 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 all right, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, ask for thyself understanding to discern judgment. The way you do that is you go to work in the kingdom. I'm waiting for my season. They're, they're going to recognize me. They're going to see me and say, boy, what a hot shot he is. We're saving him back for the big, the big boy class, the wisdom class, the men's class, the ladies class. No, we're going into children's church. Well, there's poopy diapers in there. Oh, that's in the nursery. You'll start there. 
<laughs> and you go, What's, what kind of wisdom is in there? Plenty. Amen. So I wrote down this and then I'll be through. Don't add to your life. Don't add more to your life. Don't add better to your life. We talked about it Sunday. We don't just need a better of what we've got. We need to change levels, change spheres, change seasons. Not, not a better of this season, a new season. Now, what if I told you that there was five-fold ministry gifts in here? Ah, we wouldn't be too impressed because we don't have them on a pedestal. We don't have them as the grand this and the great that. But actually, I believe there are. It's no big deal. You, you'll get no more reward. It'll be harder work. You'll probably be persecuted for it. You might not like it. But you got to do what God's put on you. And if he's put that on you, if that's in your future, you just will pucker up, buckle up, and load up. And it'll be a good thing. But we got to be ready for, for things that we thought were them versus us. We are them. Well... Do you want to be labeled by your surroundings? Do you want to think little in a little place? This is a little place. The building's little. The, the, the populations. A lot of things are little here. Little, little, little. And so the, the temptation, the natural flow of a season is to take on the form of your surroundings. And say, well, it is, therefore I am. But this is, this is the surroundings. This is the season that we're in. This is, he gave power to them. And that's, that's who we are. This is not who we are. We're just passing through this. This is a season. We've been in, uh, I, I think Deborah and I figured up uh, Word of Life and River Church has been, this is our sixth or seventh property. Something like that. A bunch. We've gypsied around, I'll tell you from the beginning. Some of y'all never, y'all never seem saw the first two or three. But it doesn't matter. Because we've always refused to be defined by our surroundings. Now, some people can't handle that. They, they got to have a little stained glass, a little steeple, a little, little pipe back here, a little stain. Yeah, they got to have all that because that's what their season looks like for them to feel satisfied. But you'll be stuck there. It'll never be good enough. It'll never be right enough for you to change seasons because if it's, if it's what you want, if it's that thing that makes you happy, you'll never leave that. But you can't be happy by your surroundings. You got to be happy in your surroundings. Because it's just a season. And we're going from this season, from faith to faith, to glory to glory, season to season. We're just passing through this. Is that good? You're going through this. As far as I know, and I think I know, there's no wealthy people in this church and I, I don't prophesy that. I just say as a matter of reference. But we, we are, we're, we, that season is not us. This, this place is affluent. Well, that may not be the right word. But we're not looking to that, but we're just saying it has to be. That's what this season always propagates is that. The Lord Jesus, when, uh, when, they, uh, when he said the rich, he was dealing with his disciples. He said, uh, I think it's in uh, 
Well, never mind. He said, uh, it's harder for a rich man to go through an eye of a needle than it is for him to go to heaven. And, and the disciples all said, oh, no, Lord, what will happen to us then? You can see right there, they didn't think they were poor. They were all businessmen or they had. So you got to think right. Don't let this thing, don't let this define you. Doesn't define me. A lot of people, I'll just tell you all this. A lot of people, when COVID came and uh, we heard stories, uh, Brother Steve Sampson was telling me about some of his friends, the pastors that had 240 people, and they ran for the hills. Those, those churches ran for the hills. And they were down to 40 people, and they weren't even all the same. And these pastors were losing their minds, not because of the money, but because i got to have more than 40 people. I can't, I can't do this. I mean, literally, I can't do this with just 40 people because I am a 240 man. Oh, so I talked to him on the phone. He's up in the Midwest. I said, oh, you're a 240 man. That's right. And this is hard on me. I said, oh, well, <laughs> I forget what we talked about. I said, so how many, how many would you have to have to be worth your time and worth your service and worth your gift and worth this, that, and other? Could you, kind of like Abraham, would you stay for 230? <laughs> would you stay for 210? Would you stay for 120? He never did get it. But, and I say that only to say, don't let anything but the Word of God define you. Because it's just a season you're in. You don't have money, it's just a season if you're sowing. Because the season after sowing is reaping. It can't be different. It will not be different. It'll never be different than that. We're in the wrong gospel if we don't believe that. So if, you, if you're like, I'm mad because I don't have it. People have criticized me because I have more than them. I have a better house or a better, I don't know what they think. But well, yeah, I've been serving the Lord for 40 years. <laughs> this stuff works. If it didn't work, well, what are we preaching? So my point is, check your season. Uh, discern what is out of season in your now season. That's a good word right there. I got that on the way out. Discern what is out of season in your now season and judge it to make place for what fits in this season. Throw it out. Somebody said the other day, I'm cleaning out my closets. <coughs> That's a good thing. Oh, but they're really, they were really good clothes back then. I mean, I went here and did that and these. They served in their season. But you're not in that season anymore. So people that hoard, they can't give up their season. So they don't get the new one. I'm going in. How about you? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that... Ah, it's your, your mercy is new every morning. Your seasons are alive every day. In River Church, we say of River Church what you say, that this is a large place. This is a good place. And we, we endeavor, we ask you for wisdom to discern our season and not get mixed up by things that are going on around us, but what's going on in the inside. So thank you, Lord, for all you've done to us in this season. But we look forward again to the next season. It is glorious in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God.